What's good, everybody? It is the next day. Texas A&M edition. It's your boy Ruck in the building. The boy Jern. The boy Jern. <laughs> that man Turn will be joining at some point. Maybe. Don't know. That boy is playing in a golf tournament this afternoon. But it is the next day. Yesterday was maybe one of the most nerve-wracking, just, I don't even have words. The the most nerve-wracking, on the edge of your seat, defensive explosion game that I have ever seen, live or on TV. The Vols not only got it done, but got it done in a way that we're just not used to. Is the defense not just good, but are they elite? Josh Heupel says that from day one, since he got here, he has preached that we will have an elite defense. What I saw at 3.30 yesterday was just that. It is the next day episode, man. We're going to have a banger. We're going to have some fun today. The chat is already locked in. And yes, if y'all want to talk about somebody today, we will talk about Joe Milton the third today. We will talk about Joe Milton. And the biggest thing that I have right now is he's not playing good enough and we're still winning. Um, hold that thought. It's time for the show, man. Welcome to the next day episode, Texas A&M edition. Your boy Ruck in the building. Y'all already know what it is, man. It's straight up Tennessee, baby. Let's get it. From 40, on the way, and knuckle the ball. Yes, sir. What's good, everybody? Welcome to Straight Up Tennessee tonight, man, for the next day episode. It's your boy, Ruck, in the building. Y'all already know what to do, man. It's the top of the show. Like, comment, subscribe, man. Hit the bell notification right now, man, so you never miss an episode. We are on the way to 800 subs here on YouTube. If you're listening right now on Apple and Spotify, you are listening on a Monday morning. What's good with you? But If you have been listening on Apple and Spotify, we love that. We appreciate it. But come on over to YouTube, man. We're live on Sundays. We're live on Monday nights. We give you a Wednesday show and a Friday show, which is our one more day. Y'all, to everybody watching right now, I'm going to mention this a couple of times, but this Wednesday on the midweek chat, we have a former VFL, and I have not released a lot of details on who this is. This person is family to me, literally. Um... And it's been about time that we got him on the show. Um, I haven't released a lot of details on who it is, but here's the first clue. You have to come back tomorrow night for our live show on who is Bama, because honestly, y'all, it's Bama week. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about Alabama, what to expect at the end of this show today, because we're going to talk all week about Bama. 
And we're actually going to be talking to a VFL who never lost to Alabama. Here's the clue on who the VFL is. He played on the 98 National Championship team. And he played a huge role in that Florida State game. That's all I'm going to say. Tomorrow night, we will release who that player is. Uh, Family to me, I love him. Uh, Appreciate him, man, for him not only being able and willing, but wanting to be a part uh, of the show. And so cannot wait uh, for it. But, man, let's go to the chat, man. We got folks up in here already. Look, Cloud 300 said, kneeling loud was in full effect. Boy, was it. My wife and I, we went to the game. Um, as we always do, but she doesn't get to go to a ton of them now. A uh, little schedule change with her and work. And so um, she's going to she went to the AM game. She'll be coming to Georgia with me last night. She said, I lit like my ears are hurting. It's ringing. And somehow we didn't hit that. The the one hundred and twenty four and a half decimal decimals. Sorry. Uh, decimals is the Neyland Stadium record. And it felt louder. And I was in there when we broke the record. Last night, at some points, felt way louder than the record, but that's that. Um, Little Clout said, I feel like this game was defense versus defense. Both offenses were struggling. Um, Last night was an old-fashioned football game, and Josh Heupel typically doesn't win those, and I have a hot take coming up later on in the show about that um, because Josh Heupel proved that uh, and and not just Josh Heupel, but this entire coaching staff proved that we don't have to play great to win football games. And that's kind of scary because what happens when everything starts to click? We'll talk a little bit about that a little later. The man Adrian's in here. He has been a sub and a member of the channel from uh, since, since we could start having members. So shout out to you, Adrian and shout out to my boy D Elam Elam. He says uh, sloppy bro. Yes, absolutely. Sloppy game last night. Little clout says best defense in the country. Tennessee junior. What's up, man? Kneeling effect on full. Defense has showed up and showed out big time. Joe not playing well, and my guy Keaton, man, woo! You you brought it up. We'll we'll talk about it too. Uh, Adrian says, "I really hope they start Squirrel, Chaz, and Caleb or Nathan, because Keaton and Big Mac ain't cutting it. Can they please unleash D Williams and Dylan Sampson on offense this week? Please, please." Please. I got some folks in here. Dylan, uh, when I was talking about the VFL, he says it's Harrison Bailey. Adrian says Peerless Price and so does Travis. He says Peerless Price. So, um, man, it's going to be a great, great show. Just know that uh, Wednesday is going to be a banger. We'll release all details on that VFL, man. It's going to be a banger show. So uh, get ready for it. But y'all, let's just start from the top, okay? Um, We talk about all of the, I, I mean, all the talking heads, the media, the sports broadcasters, ESPN, SEC now, everyone said there's no way Tennessee can win this game. Um, you know, Paul Feinbaum picks Tennessee on SEC Nation on Saturday, whatever. But everyone said that Texas AM's defense would be too much, too much for Tennessee's rushing attack. Tennessee doesn't have enough dogs up front to, to do what they've done all year. Um, against the best defensive line in the country. Well, I think 232 yards says otherwise. Uh, 232 yards on the ground. Jalen Wright is an absolute dog. Jabari, dog. D-Samp, dog. It is just crazy that at this point in time, we have three guys 
who legitimately can all not just get to the league, but perform in the league. And that's just rare. And they're all contributing in different ways on this roster. And I think for me, the biggest thing about that is they all three bring something different. They're all three contributing, which is also leading to the big success of who we would call Aubrey one, which is Jalen Wright, right? Because not only do you are you able to keep Jalen Wright uh, fresh, I think Jalen Wright had 19 carries last night, um, 136. Um, uh, and none of the running backs scored last night, but it was the way they ran. So much effort, so much just grit. They didn't, they didn't let up at all. And uh, a lot of the momentum swung towards us in different opportunities in the red zone, um, and we didn't capitalize. And so you kind of look at it in a way where Texas A&M, I thought they were supposed to be the best defense in the country, or at least the best defense that Tennessee played. And I do believe that. I think that they were. Um, as of right now, they are, have been the best defense that we faced, and we torched them on the ground. However, Joe Milton continues to struggle. And it's starting now to become less about what Joe Milton isn't doing and everything about what he's not doing or everything that he is doing. Uh, the things that he is doing, he's not seeing the field. He's not making checks at the line. He's not hitting guys when they're open. Um, the things that he is doing when he does hit guys when they're open, receivers are dropping the football. All of the option routes on the outside, receivers are not really picking the right routes. And so it's forcing Joe to hold on to the football longer. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that is going on with this offense. But we can't pin it all on Joe Milton, but it, it, he is a big piece to it. Um, in the red zone, I'm going to go back to talking about Texas A&M's defense against our rushing attack and everything here in just a second. But I'm just thinking about it right now because it was the worst thing I've ever seen. In the red zone, Joe just makes an incredible run, rushes out of the pocket, goes to the left side of the hash, runs over a little cornerback, gets up, turns everything lit. Everything lit and kneeling. It's lit. And then the very next play forces a slant to Dante across the middle with a cover, cover two safety just sitting there. They're showing cover two the whole time. It wasn't like they were showing one and then two drop. It wasn't like they were uh, showing three and then they dropped into two. No, it was cover two the whole time. And he still threw the football. That just shows me that there is not a lot of situational awareness of what's happening. Josh Heupel talked about it and earlier in the year. Like Joe struggled in one of the scrimmages about situational awareness. And it has continued into game six of the season makes me nervous um but tennessee is five and one fam we're five and one we're five and one with not very good quarterback play not very good wide receiver play like somebody help me understand what's happening like somebody help me understand how we could be and i hesitate to say it this way but how we could be this good and still not be um, executing at a high level in the past game. Like somebody tell me, uh, going into the chat right now, um, Travis says that we got a new little Leonard Little in James Pierce. James Pierce is a, a beast. We're going to talk about the defense right here, uh, right here in just a second. Dylan, as I was talking earlier um, about Small, Wright, and, uh, and Sam, um, 
what what Dylan says is that was what is scary to me though. We could lose Wright and Small to the draft. Um, I think you could lose Jay Wright. I don't think Jabari will leave. I don't think he's had enough production this year um, to vouch to get in the, those seven rounds. But uh, Little Clout says we played a very physical run game. If we can get Joe and the wide receivers to click like the run game man, we would be dangerous. That's absolutely right. Tennessee Jr. says, Keaton drops and the only throw to Dante. He's he's straight stone hands. These receivers are not helping the struggling that Joe is having on offense. Uh, run game is right and tight. Matt Adams says, Ellerby got to work with Ollie Lane. He's caused a lot of negative yardage. Yeah, and that, he had two big holds last night that were very obvious, um, and they were big runs that he didn't have to hold on. Like, he didn't have to hold. Jalen Wright bursted for 20, um, and I can remember another another drive. Um, Jabari had a great run and got called back because Ali Lane had a hold. You you kind of hate it because he's Ali has shown flashes of being um, productive in different, in different instances too, but there have been a lot of miscues from him since he's moved back to ta- – or since he's moved back to guard. And a lot of holding calls um, for some, some false starts, too, um, in the game against South Carolina. Um, Clout says that Joe is only showing that he is consistent at being inconsistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that interception into double coverage was terrible, man. Um, yeah, he didn't look at the route, Dylan. Um, if you watch the playback, he's staring it down. Like, he's just staring down that. He, he knew where he was going before the play started, and he was going to throw it there regardless and so um let's talk about this man let's talk about the defense and i'm gonna pull up this from little clap 300 because this is how i want to start um vol nation owes kamal Haddon an apology because if anything he has shown us that everyone is human and everyone makes mistakes but it's about how you respond to those moments man shout out to my boy right here everything vols Shout out to you, my dude. I love you, bro. You my homie. So is Dylan, Adrian, everybody that's joined us and who's joined the channel. We appreciate it and we love y'all, man. Y'all are the homies. Um, but check this out. Tennessee's defense was supposed to be the underdog in this game. All we heard all week is if Max Johnson has time, if Max Johnson does this, uh, Moss and, and Evan Stewart and Moose Muhammad and Arian Anaya Smith, all of these guys, like all we heard was Mike John- Max Johnson gets time, they're going to kill Tennessee. They're going to eat them up in all three phases of the football game. And that just didn't happen. Max Johnson went 16 for 34. Uh, I think it was, what, two, 232? No touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, he did have a rushing touchdown, and he looked like uh, like the slowest thing I have ever seen. I don't understand how we allowed that touchdown down there um, on that first drive for Texas A&M. We hit that guy a lot, James Pierce, Tyler Barron. And can I just mention something? Omar Norman Lott did not play. Your best defensive tackle besides Omari Thomas did not play in the football game. And we did not miss a beat, y'all. This defensive line, the way Rodney Gardner is building this defensive line, it is so multiple. It is so deep. The the fact that we can go in and out and in and out, and it doesn't matter. Tyler Barron can play inside. Tyler Barron can play outside. It, It, like, does not matter. And the fact that you can bring in a Joshua Josephs 
and not drop off. You can bring in a James Pierce, no drop off. Karat Garland, what a game from Karat Garland. Stuff in the middle, the run game, I, I mean, goodness gracious. We put them in so many second and longs, third and longs, to the, to the point to where we said, Max Johnson, you got to beat us. And he didn't. And the, the biggest thing that I think that we have to look at, especially leading into Alabama, is can they continue to be this relentless all game? Because if they can be that relentless all night long, they will get home to Milrow. They will get home to, to Devin Leary in Kentucky. They will get home to Brady Cook in Missouri, who, guys, I got to say this, man. The Missouri game is the game I'm the most nervous about. We got to go to Columbia and play a team who is who thinks that um, they are not just good, but they think that they are really good, and they're showing it. Yes, they lost to LSU at home, uh, but that was a shootout. I watched them play last night, and Kentucky was up, and then they just Missouri just took off. And Missouri worries me because of where it is. We play Missouri the same time we played South Carolina last year, man. It's just not a good feeling right now. And I know we've got five games before we get to that. But it does not feel good knowing we have to go down there uh, to Missouri. But anyways, back on this game, who would have thought that Tennessee's defense would be the story? Who would have thought that Tennessee's defense would be the talk of Knoxville and not the offense? You know, after the – I hesitate to say it, but but after the, the Orange Bowl, I think we thought Joe Milton was like that guy. And I think that he has proven us that he's not there yet. He's six games into a season, which, guys, he's got six more, man. Like, we're halfway through. Are we happy with the play? No. Can he improve? Absolutely. But it's stuff like the, the fourth down and, or the free play. When he runs the football on the free play and goes out a yard before the sticks. Goes out of bounds. Bro, if it's a free play, bro, just throw it down the field. Like, let's just see what happens. Like, let's just see if somebody's going to catch the ball. The thing now that I, I, I truly believe this with everything in me. I feel like everybody has said they don't trust Joe. I don't think it's that the coaching staff doesn't trust Joe anymore. I think that they are so untrusting of the wide receivers. Ramel Keaton, what happened between 2022 and 23? He was supposed to be the guy. He's the one that caught the most jugs in the offseason. He's the one that was in the film room working. He was the one getting extra lifts during the summer when everybody else was at home. But it's not showing on the field. What's happening with Ramel Keaton? What's happening with this receiver room? Chaz Nimrod? <laughs> Claps for Chaz Nimrod. He comes in, gets his first start as of all, and catches the football. He not only catches the football, but gets open, breaks off some routes. Man, he ran a, a, a fly route that was supposed to be a nine, but he breaks it off and runs a hitch. Joe hits him. Great catch. Great decision. I just, I just don't think that they trust the receiving group. Now watching more. 
Joe can make the throws. Will he? We we don't know. We never know what's going to happen. But I agree with this right here, Dylan. Keaton needs to go back to number 80. I think he's he let his cousin play in nine. Yeah. He needs to go back to number 80, bro. I don't care who's got it. We need to just get, dish him back that number. Same. Adrian says the same thing. But um, I think they don't trust the receivers more than they do. Do they? Than, more than Joe. Um, but I think Chaz Nimrod not only earned himself um, a, spot, a, a spot, but I think that he is not only a decent receiver. I think that he's going to continue to develop and be great. Um, if you watch him run routes, man, like the the way he goes into his break, the dive, like the 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 sticks and the the dag, the drags, the slants, he's there, um, and he's making the defenders think he's running something else, which is very impressive to be uh, a true redshirt sophomore um, at Tennessee, man. Let's go to the chat right now. Uh, earlier, I was talking about the Missouri man. Dylan said Brady Cook has been lights out recently. Yes, he has. Um, going back into the defensive thing, Dylan also says, I think we have an answer on Tim Banks now. Don't let him walk out the door. That was a master class yesterday. Everything Vol says, Joe will never, and I repeat, never be the guy. He has to show us and the media he can process the game. Nico, 10 out of 10 times, will throw on the free play. Nico, 10 out of 10 times, will get that first down on fourth down. Let me say this. And I'm saying this as a fan of the game and as kind of like a like a gut check thing. We're all excited about Nico Iamaliavo. But we have no idea what he's going to be. And until we see it and until it's proven, in the SEC, Division One football, we know what you can do out on the West Coast playing playing in, in high school. How does that translate? You're a five-star. Hey, I get it. There's been a lot of five-stars. There's been a lot of five-stars. <laughs> and some of them aren't good when they get to college. What, what I'm trying to say is I think we got to let the coaches be coaches, and we got to continue to be fans. There's no way Nico's playing this week. There's no way Nico's playing the next week after that. It it would take for Nico to play in any game in meaningful minutes, I should say, for him to get meaningful minutes in any game this year. I think Joe would have to go lose the next two of the next three games. Right? I, I, and when I say three, I mean SEC games. Like he's got to lose next week at Bama. He's got to lose to Kentucky and he's got to potentially lose to Missouri. Like, it would take all of that. And I don't see us losing two of the next three. I don't see us losing that. That I, I, I'm going to just say this right now. Alabama's beatable. If we play like we did yesterday defensively and the offense is just 10% better, we win that game. Did you see the way Alabama struggled with Arkansas, who is now 2-5? and five? They're not very good. Arkansas is not very good. But they struggled. They have the same struggles as us. It is another one of those. Our strengths are their weaknesses, and their strengths are our weaknesses. And, you know, everything involves, I don't I don't agree with the, that it's a loyalty thing, loyalty thing with Joe. Somebody else 
reach out with this because I don't think it's loyalty. I think it's that he legitimately gives us the best chance to win right now. And if you don't believe that, I think that it's just you're ready for the next thing. And that's fine. Like, we can, we are fans, bro. We can be ready for the next thing. But we're not there yet. We're here now. We're in the year 2023 with this football team. Nico is not, Nico may be uh, ready to go, but does he give us the best chance to continue to win? I don't, I personally don't think so. Um, and you say, I don't see Nico throwing into coverage when the safety's right there the whole time. We don't know that. Like, we really don't. And I hate to, to like, be that real and authentic, but that's just who I am. Like, we really don't know if he will do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we hope he doesn't, <laughs> right? Like, Hendon Hooker didn't do it. Joe is doing it. I mean, we hope Nico doesn't do it. But Joe can still do enough to get this team to where we want to go. And right now, we got to ride with Joe. Until something crazy happens, listen, 11 of 22 for 100 yards, one touchdown, one pick, that's not good. I'm, I'm telling you, I agree with you. That's not good. He is playing horrible football, and we're still winning. So what happens if he puts the pieces together? What happens if in Alabama, bro, he just wakes up and has a game out of this world? Like, what happens if Joe Milton cannot just not just get it together, but can truly explode? Can we can we potentially see Orange Bowl Joe? Can that can that version come back? It's left up to I don't know. I really don't know, but I just do not believe that it is smart to put Nico in the football game yet. But like I said, we lose two of the next three SEC games. You're no longer playing for the East. You're no longer playing to potentially sneak into the CFP. You're just playing for a good bowl game. You don't want to go to the Duke's Mayo Bowl. You know, you're just playing for a good bowl game at that point. But he had a bad game, and we still won. And I think that you just want to see more consistency from Joe Milton. You see him make a huge run, the play before he throws a pick, and you're just like, what? Like, what made you do that? You know, but I hope you I hope you feel what I'm saying. Everything, ball. It's not that I don't see Nico. Like we just don't know. We hope that Nico is ready to play. We hope that Nico doesn't throw it in a double coverage. But we don't know that. We really don't. And so we kind of just got to ride with what we have right now. Um, and see. I agree with you, Dylan. Bama's front seven is no way no way near as talented as A and M's. I agree with you. I. I'm telling you, I think Tennessee goes for another 200-plus yard game. And if Joe Milton can just be 10% better, guys, 10%, that's all we need. Complete 10% more of your passes. Be 10% faster in your decision-making. Be 10% smarter in your decision-making. And let's see what happens. Um, Lil Cloud says, Joe is more than capable of taking this team to Atlanta, but he's struggling pulling it all together. I, I agree. Uh, Don, what's up, Don? Haven't seen you around the channel. What's up, man? Glad you're rocking with us. Uh, but he says, I thought for the first time yesterday that Gaston Moore would run, would better run Coach Heupel's offense. 
I mean, he's been with Hyper for a long time, but there's a reason. There's a reason. I'm telling y'all, there's a reason behind everything, and he's not playing right now. So um, Dylan says this, man, Joe makes some boneheaded mistakes, but Nico has played one game this year and did nothing but hand the ball off and nearly get his head ripped off by a face mask. Playing Nico is a future move, not right now. Everything Vol says this. I see what you're saying. It's just a thing of I know what I'm going to get with this team. When it's a game like Bama last year and you need Joe to ball out, I do not believe it will happen. Very, very, uh, very hey, you have every right, every right not to believe it will happen. Because I think a lot of us don't think it will happen. But I also don't think that next week's game is going to look anything like 2022 because Alabama's offense like like Alabama's offense isn't close to what it was last year not even not even a, a smidge close <laughs> excuse me fam um Jalen Milrow is not Bryce Young in the slightest they got some pretty good wide receivers Kobe Prentice and Jermaine Burton past that Isaiah Bond the run game at Alabama is not what it's been. Tennessee got an opportunity to go down there and win the football game. I'm just telling you, they do. And we're going to talk about it here in just a second. But Dylan says this, we're going to have to drag Bama into the muddy waters and make them play big boy football. Make them earn it every single yard. Vic, man, bro, listen, I have not seen you in some years, man. I had Marcellus on the show back in December after the Orange Bowl. Um, I still stay in touch with him, man. I know he's over there in France hooping, having a great time, him and his lady. So, man, glad to see you uh, on the show. Uh, tell tell Miss Jackie I said, hey, Devin. Tell him I said hello as well. Loving the show. Tell your parents I said hi, man. I definitely will. Hope you and everybody are doing great, man. So, um, Lil Cloud says, James Pierce Jr. is going to have a day against Alabama. Let me let me just talk a little bit about a little bit more about what happened yesterday. So, um, I got some numbers for you guys. Max Johnson, this is the this is defensive stuff, man. Max Johnson was pressured on twenty five of thirty nine dropbacks versus Tennessee. That's sixty four point one percent of his dropbacks. He was pressured. A and M has has never had a pressure rate that high since the PFF started taking that stat in twenty fourteen. He was pressured, y'all, on 64.1% of dropbacks against Tennessee. That defense is nasty. Check this out. This is Tennessee's top 25 or better uh, in the following categories. Tennessee on third down conversions. This is defensive, okay? This is defensive categories. Tennessee's defense on third, third down conversions. We rank 22 in the country. Fourth down conversion percentage. 10th 10, 10 in the country. First down defense. We're tied for 10th. Rushing defense, 20th. Scoring defense, we're tied for 18th right now. Team passing efficiency defense, we are ranked 24th in the country. We are third in the country in sacks. Tied for third in the country in tackles for loss. Total defense, the Tennessee Volunteers has the number 17th ranked total defense in the country. That starts with Rodney Garner and this nasty defensive line, man. You see what it says. Don says it. Pierce is living rent-free in quarterbacks' heads lately. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Vic, I, I agree with you, man. He says that the wide receivers ain't open. They ain't open, man. I'm in the, I'm in the stadium every time. They're not getting open. No separation. 
when there is separation, the ball is on the money and it's a drop. Or the referees continue to miss pass interference calls on the defense, but they can call them on Tennessee all night long. As far as the Kamal Haddon talk, Kamal Haddon currently has eight PBUs. That's tied for fourth in the entire FBS, and he is second in the SEC in pass breakups. He's third. He has three interceptions. He's tied for 12th in the entire college football scope, and he had, he's number five in the SEC in interceptions. He has 11 passes defended. That is tied for second in the FPS. He has a pick six. And as far as his coverage grade, according to PFF, his coverage grade is 90.3. I'm just going to let that simmer for just a second. It's time to put some respect on his name. It's time to stop, stop, the, stop the stuff, man. Kamal hadn't. He's been like that. He had a really, really bad game against South Carolina in 2022. He had a really bad play against Florida this year. And that hasn't done enough to ruin what he is building for himself right now. He is building himself and making a lot of dollars right now. Because NFL scouts are drooling over this stuff. That's the type of NFL corner you want on your team. A guy that has eight pass breakups, three picks, a pick six, and he's defended 11 passes. Y'all, we play six games. This is the stuff that you see at the end of the year. He's done this in six games. Kamal Haddon is a dog. Shout out to the boy Gabe Judy Lolly as well. Got his first pick. If y'all watch the show on Wednesday, I said on Pump the Gas or Hit the Brakes, Gabe Judy Lolly is going to get his first pick. And I pumped the gas all on it. And what happened? He got his first pick. Let me take some water real quick. All right, all right, all right. I'm back, I'm back. The, the, the guy of the hour on the defense, I would say, is James Pierce Jr. Let's look a little bit about, let's, let's see what uh, James Pierce really been doing. He currently, against Texas A&M, this is what he had. He had five quarterback hurries, two tackles for loss, one sack. James Pierce is currently the highest-graded defensive lineman in SEC with six sacks and nine tackles for loss by PFF. He's a true sophomore, fam. He's a true sophomore. He's got one more year on Rocky Top. We can go ahead and just say that. He'll be here next year, but uh, after that, he's going to go make millies in the league. Tennessee producing incredible defensive linemen with Rodney Garner, continuing to get the most out of that group. Uh, let's go, man, back to the chat really quickly uh, before we kind of wrap up that next day show, man, and talk a little bit about Alabama. Travis says this, man. He says, I think Alabama is giving up four sacks per game on average. Uh, doesn't know where he heard that, but I did. Haddon is a beast. Our best corner. Put some respect on his name. That's facts. Little Clout says, Kamal Haddon is much better than we give him credit 
four. Dylan Elam says, this defense is nasty. D-line don't give quarterbacks three full seconds. And Kamal and Gabe Judy Lolly playing press on the, on the line. Stall receivers. Linebackers getting better every week. Man, there was a time last night, bro, where I saw Arion Carter and Jeremiah T. Lander on the field at the same time with no Aaron Beasley. True freshman. What are we are building a program, fellas? Ladies and gentlemen, we are that is called building a program. Can you believe it? Can you believe that we're going to be elite for the next few years as we continue to build? And all of this talk that I'm hearing about, man, maybe, maybe we should look elsewhere without hype. <sighs> Let the man do his thing because he's banging his thing. He doing his thing. We got to let, like, let's be fans. Let's continue to be fans. And let's let Josh Heupel do his thing because what he's building right now, as you've seen, Arian Carter, Jeremiah T. Leonard on the field right now together with no Aaron Beasley. We're going to be nasty in a couple years, y'all. I'm going to tell y'all. 2024, 25. Woo! Everything Vault says, I love how Gabe Judy Lolly got the pick and the commentators kept getting his name. I wonder what they said. I, I want to know what they said. I've seen them, I've seen that a couple of times uh since last night, but I did obviously I didn't watch the broadcast. I'm gonna go back and watch the film tomorrow uh just to see how nasty that defense was uh from the broadcast. But uh shout out, hey man, appreciate it, bro. It's fresh, it's fresh, you know, got the little half zip with it. Ooh, got the little strings, you know. On the back, it's got kind of like this same kind of thing on it. So yeah, shout out to the wifey for that, man. She know how to get me right. Uh, Dylan said, we only got two sacks yesterday, but you can actually. Oh, let me tell you, bro. Max Johnson at one point could not move. He got blew up on a play that wasn't a sack, wasn't a tackle for loss. Um, he got blew up on a play, and then the next drive was the play where he got called for grounding when we almost got the sack. Um, after that play, he could barely move. He got up and was just like, dude, I am hurting her." ting so um but <laughs> a little clout program shout out to the boy jd pakel over there at on three um dylan says this defense with mike matthews nico and the o-lineman we've got in recruiting and these are running backs clocks ticking georgia hey hey i'm quiet I'm quiet. I'm quiet. But it's a big week, man. Tennessee going down to Bryant Denny, same time, 3.30 CBS kick. Um, You got to like your chances, right? Like you got to like the opportunity. I don't know what to expect. Alabama's not the same Alabama. This is probably the most beatable Alabama team. I mean – that we've had in years quarterback play is okay defensively they're allowing teams to score points on them man their front seven is not what it used to be their offensive line is not what it used to be this is a very winnable game for Tennessee however there's some revenge on the minds of the Crimson Tide how can Tennessee overcome adversity in a game like this if we get down by three or seven, how can how can we overcome the adversity of being down or getting beat up for a drive or whatever it is? Because we bounce back great. 
against Texas A&M, but we were at home. The crowd helped. How do we bounce back? Um, I'm going to tell you right now, here's some big keys leading into Bama week. How healthy can this defense, or how how healthy is this defense after last night? There's a lot of scrap last night, man. There's a lot of tackles. There's a lot of things. Um, How can this defense um, improve and continue to stride and get better leading into this Alabama game? What are we going to do on the offensive end? What are we going to do? Because I don't think that we'll be able to continue to just run the ball as much and as well as we are doing without having some type of passing attack. Can the receivers get open? Can there be separation? Can we get better routes? Can we catch the football when it's thrown right into your hands? Can you help your quarterback who's struggling a little bit out? What does Joe Milton do? Pressure's on Joe. Pressure is all over Joe right now. Uh, You know, I mentioned something last night to my wife, and I noticed this. Joe Milton has been on every post-game interview session with the media all year. Last night, he was not. They're protecting him because he would have gotten absolute grilled last night for how bad he played. Can Joe Milton bounce back and be just, like I said earlier, 10% better? Because 11 of 22 is not going to cut it the rest of the way, man. If we really think we can win the East, that's not going to beat Georgia. That's not going to beat Georgia. So, what's Joe Milton going to do this week? How is he preparing uh, to go out in there, in in Tuscaloosa, and and, and come out of there with a W? Because we can, y'all. I'm telling y'all, we can. Will we? I don't feel great right now, but we can. I believe and I know we can. Um... The biggest thing that's exciting is in the post-game presser, it was Jalen Wright, D. Williams, and Aaron Beasley. And they D. Williams said it that he has moved to the offensive side of the football. He said he is he is working hard, basically learning the position of wide receiver because he wants to continue to help this team make plays. Now, that's a guy that you want to get a quick screen to. That's a guy you want to throw screens to, is D. Williams. So, I think that D. Williams at wide receiver is very, 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 very real now. Will he see the field? Will he learn the position? Will he understand formations? Will he understand uh, different coverages? He's played defensive back. He should. Um, Exciting to see what could potentially happen with D. Williams at wide receiver, but... Um, Dylan Elam says this, shut down Bama's run game and make Mill Row force it. Joe just needs to be serviceable. Over 60% passing and no goofy mistakes. Bama is going to be loud, and we can't let that get to Joe. 100%. Don says this, I, or he says the OC has to help Joe get some confidence, perhaps with a lot of short passes. Started the game like that. You know, he hit Chaz Nimrod on a slant, um, hit him on a comeback route. You know, um, the the touchdown to Jacob Warren was just a little dump pass, and Jacob took it in. I think last night was just a lot of unforced errors from Joe Milton, man, and that just can't happen. But uh, everything everything Vol says, I will flush all of this hate of Joe down the toilet this week like I always do and support him and believe he will figure this thing out and go off. Early score predictions we do tomorrow, but everything Vols is ahead of the game. He says 24 to 20 
Alabama. Do you guys know that last night was the first time that Josh Heupel has won a football game when his offenses do not score 30 or more points? I said this, and this is how I'm going to end the show. I said this yesterday. I said, Josh Heupel proved that he could win a game that's gritty. That's not the way he wants to play. But he can win games that way. That just made us that much more dangerous. And it shows us as Tennessee fans, two years ago, we would have lost that game. That was Ole Miss two years ago, that game last night. Gritty, fighting, refs were bad, yada, yada, yada. But we, we, we didn't lose that game last night. Two years ago, we lose it. It shows development, and it shows that these guys are hungry. It shows that these guys are hungry for more, and that's what makes me excited. If there's another gritty game like that, let it be Bama. I want it to be because I just think we're a little bit grittier than they are right now. I really do. This is a new era. This Tennessee defense is elite, and the offense has to, has to figure it out, man. They have to. Figure it out. We see some things right here. Tennessee Junior says 35-27 Vols. Everything Vols says this is the new Vols. Defense wins championship. Matt Adams says, I think our defense wins us the Alabama game. I sure think they can. It's going to be a fourth quarter game in Tuscaloosa. Who wants it more? Just pray for fair officiating. Lil Clout says our defense wants Bama. Y'all, we're diving into all things Alabama tomorrow, man. Tomorrow night's show is going to be lit can't wait uh for it we'll be live tomorrow night 7 15 central 8 15 eastern uh we will do our who is alabama show we'll talk more about bama we'll talk more about nick saban and the tide defensively who do they return offensively who do we need to stop um and then we'll talk about the balls what do we need to do what does Tennessee actually need to do to come out of there this saturday with a w obviously and then tomorrow the biggest thing man we will Talk about that, but then we'll also let you guys know uh, the VFL man who will be with us on the midweek chat this week, man. Hey, y'all already know what it is, man. Like, comment, subscribe. Hit the bell notification right now so you do not miss the live tomorrow because I'm telling you, it's going up. We're going to have the boy uh, Stephen Cauley, um, who's a big Alabama fan, man. He And we actually might wait. We might have Stephen on the One More Day episode um, because tomorrow night the shows are always kind of up and down because – we kind of are on a time limit on Monday nights um, with the live. So we might put him on Friday for Chop It Up Friday and have him come on and talk more about Bama, give him a give, get a good diagnosis from him um, on who this team is um, after we talk about them all week with a former VFL and then me and the boy turn tomorrow. So a uh, little clout, man. I appreciate you, bro. Uh, and I know who you are now. Crazy, bro. Your brother. I was like, man, who is who is he? And I was like, I know his brother. And then I was like, okay, I connected the dots. So, uh, my guy, appreciate you, man. Love the channel, Tennessee Junior, bro. See you on Wednesday, GBO Tennessee Junior. Hey, I better see you tomorrow night. Um, but you already know, man. We we love y'all. We appreciate the love and support, man. Let's continue to share this thing. As soon as the video's over, as soon as the live is over, go share it. Um, let people know about the boys over here at Straight Up Tennessee. Hope y'all have a great rest of your Sunday. We will see you guys tomorrow night live, 7.15 Central, 8.15 Eastern. For my dog, Turn, who was not able to join, 
It's your boy, Ruck, and y'all already know what it is, man. It's straight up Tennessee, baby. We'll see you tomorrow for the Who Is Alabama show.